Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us on patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. I was told you were coming. The big bad is back. This time... I'm not sure I'm getting the clearance to come into the initiative. I've been thinking about the world. Like vampires. Take a stand and say that. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this one. Hello! Good morning. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. And I'm Josh. We're for the first time ever recorded in front of a live studio audience. Say hi, everybody. We've instructed them not to speak. <laughs> We've hogtied them and gagged them with dirty socks. We were supposed to use dirty socks? I Don't worry, I took care of it. Oh, okay. Live on Beer with Buffy on this totally <laughs> edited episode. Yes. But with a live studio audience. Before we get into the meat of the episode or even the mom synopsis, let's take a moment to say, hey, thank you, because we got a new iTunes review. Yeah. You know, we're always out there poking at you, being like, hey, guys, you know, if you'd review us on iTunes, that'd be great, you jerks. But, you know, I thought, <laughs> you win more flies with honey, or is it bees? I don't really care. Yes. Um, we're just not going to call you wasps, because wasps are dicks. Yes. Unproductive little bastards. Wasps are the true millennials. Oh, God. You just sit around smoking weed. <laughs> Working part time. You know, the laziest person I know is a Gen Xer. <laughs> I believe you. But the second laziest person I know is a millennial. So we <laughs> we beg for iTunes reviews a lot. Yes, but yes. we just want to make it known that that fills us with glee when you actually do. Um, we're not going to say names unless you like message us and ask us to. We'll give you a shout out for an iTunes review. Fuck you are. Yeah, but we don't want to do that without proper consent. We also got a new Patreon patron, or a couple of them. They've been kind of bouncing around a lot lately. We've gotten some, and we've lost some. That's understandable. We well, yeah, we're all a, poor. We took a couple weeks off, and we're all poor, yeah. But thank you for supporting us. We yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, very much that. so. So, today, Rex, I drank caffeine on purpose for the first time in like a month. Was it like seeing the universe? I'm a little revved up right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like that scene in BoJack where he's looking at the bottle of vodka and it's this really cool effect of it's the universe wherever he moves the bottle. I just think of the scene from Over the Hedge. Have you ever seen Over the Hedge? I have not. Animated movie. There's a squirrel who's like got all the ADHD and at one point in time <laughs> he drinks like a fucking Red Bull or something. And then, like, time comes to a screeching halt, and he's, like, moving so fast. Like, it's all, like, bullet time matrix and everything. And he, like, does a million damn things while everyone else is frozen in time. And, yeah, it's actually, like, the only real funny part of the entire movie. Cool. I'm just a little jittery, so it's nothing like that at all. But thank no, you for trying. That's a shame. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. I think I'm good. How about that mom synopsis? Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? <laughs> well, I've decided I'm going to go for it. You're finally going to get a job and move the fuck out of my house? <laughs> oh, Lord, no. What do you take me for, Mom? 
a man child. Well, Bazinga. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm finally <laughs> going to make the full transition into Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> you mean you want a hoo-ha and some tatas? <laughs> no, fuck? mom. What the fuck is wrong with you? God, I'm literally going to become Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, Jesus. I mean, Keanu. Oh, Keanu. <laughs> the surgery is called transceramgellereation. It's a thing. Look it up. So today on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hey, that's my job. <laughs> no, you don't have a job anymore, Joshua. And you're moving into the basement. I'm going to have to ask you to calm down, Mom. Okay? Mom, just calm. I said calm the fuck down. Do your damn synopsis, Joshua. I don't want anything to do with it anymore. Until next week. That's right. <laughs> so, today on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we pick up right where we left off last week. Buffy Faith is being hauled away in an ambulance. Faith Buffy is there with Joyce at the house. We start to see Faith trying to pretend to be Buffy. Her mom's kind of sort of buying it, but she can tell something's off. We get to see Buffy in Faith's body as she's struggling about in the hospital. Tara and Willow are still engaging in their ritualistic hiding, and they don't know anything about uh, Buffy having fought Faith just yet. And then the police are trying to transport Faith's body with Buffy's soul in it off to detention while she's drugged the fuck up, and they get in an accident, and she gets kidnapped by the council, who take her to a warehouse, where they keep her in the back of this armored paddy wagon for pretty much the rest of the episode. Giles receives word that the council has kidnapped Faith's body, unbeknownst to him that it contains Buffy's soul. Meanwhile, Faith is running around in Buffy's body, having a grand old time, buying plane tickets to where the fuck ever, I don't know, going to the bronze and living it up, and she winds up sleeping with Riley and slaying vampires just for the sake of it because it starts to feel good to her instead of Buffy just being a caricature of uh, cartoony goodness to her. And Willow and Tara meet up with Buffy while she's filled with Faith's soul. And Tara realizes something is bad, wrong, and off about this. And they discuss it back at Tara's place. And Tara comes up with a solution for it really quickly. And unfortunately, this was Tara's very first introduction to the Scooby gang. Buffy, as Faith's body, breaks out of the warehouse and she winds up at Giles' house. Giles is a little bit wary at first, but then Willow and Tara come in and they know all about it already. And they have a solution to the problem. And then all Buffy in Faith's body has to do is go find Faith, get in a fight with her, and swap the souls back just the way they did at the end of last episode. Oh, and there's a standoff with Adam and some vampires at a church. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, down, vampire. As soon as the sun goes down, down, vampire. Competition is a beautiful thing. Oh, Cold open on the police taking Faith away. She's unconscious, kind of coming in and out of it. Yeah, and they take her away. And It's the same FBI officer that was at the hospital in yeah. last episode, and we all have such high regard for him. 
Yeah. I'm sure Faith is in the perfect hands possible. You know, <laughs> right there in sunny PD. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? As they're pulling away with her in the ambulance, he's like, yeah, she's, she's dangerous. Definitely, <laughs> definitely dangerous. At first, he calls her a kid and Faith Buffy, not to be confused with Buffy Faith. Absolutely not. Okay, so Faith Buffy. There's nothing confusing about that at all. No. I don't know what you're talking about. Faith Buffy is like, no, she's not a kid. She's very dangerous. She says, I just mean that she's very strong. And I'm like, oh, good recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear the sarcasm in my voice. <laughs> but anyway, the police are like, oh, if you, we may need to talk to you again. Here's my fucking card. And they all leave. Joyce and Faith Buffy go back inside. Opening sequence. Which I want to take this moment since... Uh, this is where the opening sequence happens to uh, to mention that there's really only, there's only five titled characters in the opening sequence. It in this order it goes Buffy, Xander, Willow, Spike, Giles. Uh, so Anya's not in there yet. Riley wasn't in there. I'm sorry. Buffy, Xander, Willow, Riley, Spike, Giles. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I missed one. But yeah, Anya's not in there, and Tara's not in there. Tara is not in there. And then at at the beginning of the next scene. They're still playing the credits over the scene, mm -hmm. and these are all the guest stars. And so in there, we get Amber Benson, Emma Caulfield as Anya. Yep. And did you notice they listed Eliza Dushku as Buffy? Really? Yes. I got a screenshot I of it. I didn't notice that. <laughs> but, That's... They, but they didn't list Sarah Michelle Gellar as Faith. Right. Which I think would have been funnier. That would have been funnier. <laughs> and it probably would have required editing the opening sequence, though, and they would have probably been all like, oh, no, we can't do that. That costs money. Right. Something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Oh, but that's the other fun tidbit about this episode is this is one of the four episodes in season four that's actually written and directed by Joss Whedon. That's why it's so good. <laughs> yeah. So there's... Because it has, it has some moments that really get you. Yeah, I was surprised that there's only four of those. And it looks like, in this season anyway, he never directs something that he didn't write. I think that's pretty much true for the entirety of, of Buffy. That seems likely. But I've been attributing a lot of shit to Joss Whedon that probably very easily can be more attributed to one of the other writers or directors. Well, oh, possible, but he's still, well... He's still a showrunner and a lead writer, I'm sure. But you gotta, you gotta think how they attribute writing for these sorts of things, is they attribute one or two writers per episode, even though, like, they're all written as a group think project. Yeah. Like, it's a room of writers, mm -hmm. and they're like, okay... This is my idea for the episode. And they're like, okay, you and him team up and we'll hash out the, the bullet, bullet points, points. You take and then you scene. finish it. That's really how it goes. So, I mean, obviously, there's no doubt in my mind that Joss Whedon has something to say for every episode. Sure. But, yeah, it's definitely... And they probably have somebody managing continuity that has to go back and be like, yeah. well, this doesn't make sense because we need to put this here. I don't think they care about that as much as we care about that. I think they put a lot more work into it than fans give them credit for. Yeah, fair. So anyway, opening credits are done. Joyce and Faith Buffy go back inside, and Joyce is actually expressing a lot of worry about Faith. Faith as Buffy is just kind of like, Oh, no, she's a bad girl. They're going to put her away. Mm -hmm. And very down on herself, really. <laughs> it's 
So Faith at first, she's like not trying to act like Buffy at all, you know, until Joyce is like, Buffy, how can you say that? Because she like makes a reference to Faith basically getting prison raped briefly. And that was a bit cringy. Well, that's the 90s. You know, it's easy to do when somebody else is taking the fall for you, especially if you're an unhinged, horribly unhappy 'er ne'er-do-well, which (laughs) Faith definitely is. Not at all. She's not those things. Right. Uh, I don't know how Joyce can't tell that Faith is in Buffy's body at this point. It's a, such a stark contrast. Right. And Sarah Michelle Geller does a fan-fucking-tastic job of it, really. Sarah Michelle Geller, I think, does a better job of being Faith in Buffy's body than Elijah Dushku does of being Buffy in Faith's body. Well, they also didn't really give Elijah Dushku as much of a chance. Yeah, true. And she was tied up in a van for most of it or on a stretcher. And not down by a river at all. Like, if you're going to be in a van, why aren't you by a river? <laughs> Living on government cheese. Yeah. yeah. Or she was drugged up on a stretcher yeah. for half the episode as well. Uh, Faith really tries really unconvincingly to turn on her version of a Buffy act for Joyce. And then she cringes when Joyce tries to hug her. Yeah. And to Joyce's credit, she's like, I'm sorry. For invading your space, or maybe you're busy, or you're just still re- right. ramped up from the fight, or whatever. But I, I don't give Joyce very many kudos, but she really gets one right here. And uh, she acknowledges that she's busy and would like to spend some time with her. This is one of my quotes of the day here. No guilting, mind you. No yeah, guilting without, at all. Without any uh, weird guilt lines, Joyce says, I've missed you. And Faith Buffy says, because I haven't visited, right? I knew it. Because yeah. <laughs> she has just confirmed basically the big point of her rant from the last episode. Yeah, well, where's Buffy when you need her? She doesn't care about you. She doesn't even visit you. Look at all these letters. So yeah. I just thought that was a hilarious shout out to the previous episode. Then Faith Buffy decides to go get all wet and soapy and naked in Buffy's body. Yeah, which it would be... So fucking weird to be in someone else's body. It really would. Like, think of the all the tiny little things that you know about your body that no one else knows about your body. Right. Parts that ache, how you bend. Like, it would be a struggle just to, like, do normal functiony things just because your brain would be used to legs that are longer or shorter. Yeah, I well, I would hope that the body's muscle memory would take over at that point because it's really just your personality laid over top of the brain's already existing functionality. <laughs> We're talking about this like it's a real science. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine how... How much mirrors would startle the hell out of you? Like if you're walking down a hall and you'd see a mirror and you'd see somebody else in the mirror from what your your subconscious brain would expect? Yeah, you'd be like, (laughs) oh, oh, it's not. It's not faith. It's just me. Not everyone barks at mirrors, Josh. That's only a you thing. Well, you're behind the times. Anybody that doesn't bark at mirrors (laughs) is doing it wrong. (laughs) So... What would you do, Rex, if you suddenly woke up in Sarah Michelle Geller's body? I plead the fifth. <laughs> Nothing to see. <laughs> Move, Move it, it along. along. I'd buy lots of dildos. <laughs> All the dildos. Yeah. You know, you got to try them out. I mean, <laughs> I think it would take a while before I reached the point where I'm like, you know what? I need toys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it, you wouldn't even need toys right away. <laughs> I was actually going to try to avoid this topic. Not at all. <laughs> but yeah, weird mirror scene. And I love that this is showing us how little Faith understands about Buffy as a real person because she's just repeating in a bunch of different ridiculous ways at the mirror. You can't do that. It's wrong. Right. I thought that was hilarious. And not a bit of it's convincing at all. And very revealing of Faith's mentality. Yeah. More so than all of the arguments they've ever had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So from there, we cut to the hospital. Yeah. And where Buffy Faith is being held down to a hospital bed and getting doped up. And I just have to say, it's four to five doctors and nurses holding Buffy down. And no fucking way do only four to five fucking normal humans hold Buffy down a fucking slayer and dope her up. I don't care if she's barely conscious. Right. There's no fucking way that that happens. Somebody actually sent us a link to a a scientifically defined rubric based on things she's actually done in estimations of physics. Did you look that up? I did not. So that we could... I didn't remember seeing somebody sent us that. Because we could crunch the numbers here if you really wanted to. How much force can the average human being exert in a downward motion versus how much strength does she have per limb? From I'm, a lying... I'm not going to say I'm not interested, but I am going to say I'm not interested at this moment because I actually want to finish this recording and not fall down that rabbit hole for the next 24 hours. Okay, you're just always <laughs> the one that brings up how strong is she? So... No, I, I'm, I'm actually really sad that I missed that somebody shared that with us and I have to fucking see it now. Okie dokie. <laughs> Buffy, you made some bad choices. You just might have to live with some consequences. This isn't over. If I have to, I'll go all the way to the mayor. So we're off in Tara's room all of a sudden. Tara expresses being a bit sad. None of Willow's friends know who the hell she is. Yeah, and as soon as that came up, so Tara's like, "Uh, well, you should be safe. Nobody knows you're here. I mean, they don't even know I exist, right? And I was like, ooh, ooh, red light. <laughs> Hit the brakes! Awooga! It's a trap! <laughs> but no, Willow handles it really well. She explains that she... I mean, really, she explains she doesn't want to share. Uh-huh. Her line, one of my quotes of the day, actually, is after she explains that Tara's just kind of a her thing and she kind of wants the experience just to herself. Sure. Which she uses a lot of words to explain that. And she says, I usually don't use so many words to say stuff that little. And let me say, Willow, that's not a little thing. No. Like... Oh, see, I thought she was saying that she wanted an, an entire other group of friends all to herself. And I was like, wow, that's kind of shitty. No, it's like, <laughs> oh, dude, it's very much. No, Tara, you're mine and I want you to me. And like, oh, I don't want to share. And- OK, that makes more sense now. But my question was, so Tara knows all about the Scooby gang. Like, I know she knows who they are and that she knows about magic and Willow being into magic, but I didn't realize she knew Buffy was the Slayer and all that. Well, and that's hinted at in this scene, is that Willow has told Tara all of it. Uh Uh-huh. So Willow gets up to call Giles to check in. Tara's like, I am, you know. Willow turns around, what? Yours? And that's the close of the the scene. Woo, yeah, Tara gets super gay about it. (laughs) 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 
And Willow doesn't run away screaming. So I think that's a pretty good sign. No, this is... Yeah, and I mean that in the most literal way possible. Yes. yes. I'm not shaming anybody. No, 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 no. There's, yeah. This is the first episode where it is very obvious that there's something romantic between them. Mm -hmm. Like it's hinted slightly and very subtly previous to this, but this is the one where it's very fucking obvious. Yes, that's a theme throughout this episode. Yeah. And Faith as Buffy even says something that makes it unquestionable later. Cut to Joyce's house. Yes, where Faith Buffy is plotting to leave. Joker Faith Buffy. (laughs) Or at least she looks like she's got some weird face paint thing going on at the very first couple seconds of the scene. But it turns out it's just the shadows Uh of of her bangs on her face. And I was really disappointed. (laughs) She she takes over Buffy's potty and starts wearing war paint. (laughs) Right. Or becomes a juggalo. Whichever. So she's sitting on Joyce's bed with Joyce's purse open and her wallet open using Joyce's credit card to get plane tickets. Yeah, I was like, wait, wasn't she in Buffy's room? Doesn't she knows the difference? Like she didn't accidentally wander into Joyce's room. She just held Joyce hostage in her own bedroom. Then Joyce walks in to see Faith Buffy sitting on her bed and she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, look, my mail and just has her mail. And then Joyce just accepts it. But since fucking when is Joyce this fucking accepting? Like, is it just because Buffy hasn't been home for a while, so she's going to let Buffy do what the fuck ever? I think canonically that's part of it. I can only ever think of these types of things from a writer's standpoint. I think they decided that this is the episode where they want people to start liking Joyce before they kill her. Yeah, yeah, fair. (laughs) Yeah, so Faith had found Buffy's passport in Buffy's bedroom just before this scene. And then as Faith Buffy is about to leave, she grabs that lipstick from the dresser and she's like, hey, do you mind if I take this? And Joyce is like, is that the harlot? Yeah. And she's like, that's... Slight mistake there on your part, Faith. That's the same one Faith chose. This was a good call on Faith's part. She hucks it at her and says, burn it. There we go. Keeping up that cover. Good job, Faith. Hilarious comment that we got on Twitter. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> Somebody was listening to last, last week's episode with his wife, and she turns to him at the point where we were talking about the harlot makeup, and she says, I have blush called deep throat. <laughs> and that, I just wanted you guys to know that that made my fucking day. Right? So, <laughs> Especially because I can just see her deadpanning that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kudos to you. Yes, you properly conveyed the moment in text. Yes. It worked well. Thank you. Uh, So we cut to the back of a police car where Buffy's starting to wake up. And the police are like, damn, she's waking up already? Wish I had her constitution. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then this is when a hijacking and kidnapping occurs. Yeah, they suddenly broadside this armored paddy wagon in a moment, it becomes clear that they pulled out in front of this cop car on purpose to make it T-bone them. Yep. And it's Watchers. Yep. It's the G-Men Watchers from last episode. They bust open the back window of the cop car, pull her out of there, and shove her into the back of the paddy wagon and stupidly get in with her. I'm like, you right. know how fucking dangerous she is, you idiot. And they can tell that she's like waking up from her fucking drugs. Yeah. Better give her more drugs. Drugs. <laughs> Need the drugs. So we go to Giles's place 
where ding grind you're supposed to be keeping a tally by the way not doing research um <laughs> so because faith buffy walks in and she's like oh look the whole scooby gang's here yeah so grind you're you're keeping a tally of scooby gang <laughs> proper references oh god <laughs> she's like oh look xander willow sees anya everyone my favorite part is the the poetic justice bit faith buffy's like she's off to jail seems like poetic justice and anya's like what well yeah. she did crimes and for she, all those crimes she did yeah i guess that's just regular justice which while funny was a very buffy line it was in a very buffy mannerism hey they used to be good friends they're not completely different yeah true in short, this scene is basically just Giles being like, uh, everything's fine. So they've they've captured Faith and they're sending her off to England. And Anya's like, oh, great. Xander and I were going to light some candles and have <laughs> sex near them. <laughs> and I'm not even paraphrasing that. No. That's the fun part. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then right after that, we get a, another one of my quotes of the day, or rather exchanges of the day, mind you, where... sure. Giles is telling them that the Watchers G-Men got faith. Yep. He's explaining who they are, and he mentions that they do the, they do the Watchers wet works. And Willow's like, what's wet works? Xander replies, scuba type stuff. Anya's like, I thought it was murder. And Xander says, well, yeah, but there could be underwater murder with snorkels. <laughs> And then there's this imaginary stabbing moment with Willow. Did you write down the lines leading up to that? But yeah, basically, Willow's mad about Faith, and Faith Buffy is like, oh, I forgot how much you really don't like her. Willow says, after what she's done to you, I wish those council guys would let me have an hour in a room with her if I were larger and had grenades. Faith Buffy says, I bet I know what Faith would say to that. Ree, 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 yeah. ree. <laughs> And Willow's like, oh, no, that doesn't feel good. I don't like this. <laughs> hey there, Mr. Donut Head Man. Hope you're not trying to kill me. Yeah. Oh. But no, this is just a, a, a moment in Faith's head. Doesn't actually happen. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, how are they getting out of this? Well, it's right. imaginary. Okay. Woo. Which, hey, it kind of showcases some of the psychological pressure that Faith like experiences. Yeah, she is not okay. <laughs> There's a My Chemical Romance song about that. <laughs> yes. I believe it's called I'm Not Okay. <laughs> I think you are correct, sir. <laughs> so Faith Buffy tries to be like, all right, everything's good. Sweet. Later, fuckers. And Giles is like, oh, wait, what about Adam? And Faith's like, uh, yeah, yeah, what's he up to? Oh, I wish we knew. She's like, cool, I'll go patrol. Y'all have fun now. You hear? Wow, think he can take me? Thanks, B. Cut on over to the bronze. bronze. And uh, Faith Buffy dances her tits off 
with like literally everybody there. Literally everyone. Yeah, she has no more tits. Oh, not that part. You didn't mean no, that part was no. literal. Like, well, like literally dances with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with the tits, tits stay on. They very much stay on. Yes. Yeah. No. They're real, probably. It's not important, though. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Don't look at me that way. I don't know why you're still talking Everybody, about this. Everybody, <laughs> we, we didn't invite a live studio audience here to be judgy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and yet, that's exactly what they're doing. And then Faith Buffy <laughs> literally runs into Spike. Spikey, 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 Spike, Spike! It's always entertaining when you do that. I know, that's why I do it. <laughs> So, and I, you said you wrote down pretty much this entire damn yeah, scene. Yeah, do you want to read Buffy's lines? Ooh, we could just do this dramatic reading style. Do you want to do but, a dramatic? But then it's that not really, be, it's not really dramatic reading style. Purpose. It, yeah, that'd be hard to do. Um, giggity. So yeah, Buffy's runs into Spike. Oh, you're a vampire. Was, and as soon as I get this chip out of my head, I'll be a vampire again. But until then, I'm just as helpless as a kitten up in a tree. So why don't you sod off? Okay. Oh, fine. Throw it in my face. Spike's not a threat anymore. I'll turn my back. He can't hurt me. William the Bloody with his chip in his head. You know why I really hate you, Summers? Because I'm a stuck-up tight ass with no sense of fun? Well, yeah. That covers a lot of it. Because I could do anything I want, and instead I choose to pout and whine and feel the burden of slayerness. I mean, I could be rich, I could be famous, I could have anything, anyone, even you, Spike. I, God damn this fucking line. Whew, I'm getting hot just listening <laughs> yes. to you read this, Rex. I could ride you at a gallop until your legs buckled and your eyes rolled up. Oh, I didn't say stop. <laughs> Fucking keep going. I can't read with a straight face. All right, my shirt's coming off, guys. God damn it. Keep I can't do this. I've got muscle. God damn it. I've only got two shirts on. Now I've only got one shirt. Keep going. (laughs) Stop. Shit. Stop. This is so hot. No, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you stop? Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> then she she says, I've got muscles you've never even dreamed of. Oh, I, shit. <laughs> fucking quit it or I'm not reading this. <laughs> I could squeeze you until you popped like a warm champagne. I think I just popped like a warm champagne. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd beg me to hurt you just a little bit more. And you know why I don't? And she moves really close like she's going to kiss him. Because it's wrong. It's wrong. And then she walks off. <laughs> I'll get this chip out. You and me are going to have a confrontation. Count on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, that. God, my face hurts from reading that. <laughs> no, I had to. I had to pause it and like watch this scene a couple of times just because that whole fucking bit is just it's so good. <laughs> Yeah. I just really like the the line I could ride you at a gallop. <laughs> <laughs> Until your legs buckled and your eyes rolled up. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Like you guys. She's gonna ride me like a pony. <laughs> Where do I put the quarters? 
<laughs> I need a moment to breathe. Hold on. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm just going to take this moment to uh, put my shirt back on. Uh, yeah. Anybody else out there need a, need a smoke? You quit smoking, Josh. Yeah, I know. It doesn't mean I can't think about it or joke about it on a podcast. So Spike haughtily stomps away as he shoves a dude and gets brain shocked for it. Yep. That was funny. Which, I mean, he could throw a bag of groceries at a commando and be just fine, but whatever. Well, that was that was a fucking... It was a projectile. Maybe that makes a difference. Could he shoot people? <laughs> I think he also shoved one of the dudes, too. Well, he, he specifically did shove one of them in this scene and actually... Well, in this scene, yeah, I'm talking about several episodes right. ago. Well, yeah, because he, he, like, threw one of them into a tree or some shit. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So we cut to the sewer. Yeah, where we see rando vamps in a random sewer. Yeah, a stupid gaggle of douche empires. And Adam shows up, and they're like, Ah, oh, kill him! I've been thinking about decapitating a vampire. And he does. Yeah, with his bare hands. He doesn't just, like, break his neck or... No, he just, like... Pulls his head right off. Yeah. Oh, did, the shadow was the best part. Yeah. That was a great workaround for what they probably couldn't get past the sensors. Oh, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's actually a pretty decent scene. But And yeah. he's like, vampires are demons in a human's body, not unlike myself. Walking the edge of two worlds, yet belonging in neither. That's all he had to say before they're like, oh, Adam, we'll it's, follow you. I get really irritated we've talked about this when the bad guy starts like monologuing like this uh-huh. where it's just like oh just okay let's go come yep. on moving along get on with it yep the stars have aligned and blah 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 i'm god like this is the first time where adam has been speaking where i'm like this is actually an interesting line of thought. Yeah, a little bit. I honestly wish we had used the I've been thinking about vampires line more than I've been thinking about the world. Yeah. Because that's a little more relevant to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So cut to the paddy wagon. Yes, which is in a warehouse now. Yeah. Yikes. Where Buffy Faith is chained up, not in a kinky way. Council guys aren't really caring much for this whole uh we switched bodies story no and uh <laughs> well the the lead dude is like you know what i don't care you're a package we're supposed to live deliver the package that's it the other guy's like i do care and i'm like oh maybe he's about to hear her out <laughs> and no. then he hawks a giant loogie in her face yeah like, you've destroyed the franchise so I want to know, I want to know how they did this because obviously nobody hawked a loogie in, in Elijah Dushku's face. Hold on to your shit tits, son. So this one time when I was a theater major. Oh no, I'm not going to like this story, am I? No, you're not. <laughs> I don't like this story and I was there the whole time. I was in a heavily edited version of Shakespeare's Cymbeline and our director, oh boy, he thought his shit didn't stink. Because he was like, so in this what? in this fight scene, no. Josh, I want you to spit on this guy's face and do it for real every performance. And I was like, are you fucking serious? And he was dead serious. And I did. 
every performance. We had at least six performances, Rex. I still owe this guy at least six six packs of beer. I never minimum. I never bought him any, but I felt so bad every time. Like, did he, he just accepted this? Yeah, that was the crazier part. Was both fucking theater people are goddamn weird. We were fucking stupid, dude. You have no idea. Like, no one, no wonder all the theater people I know are fucking unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was probably the most fucked up thing I've ever been asked to do on stage. Ugh. And you're what? Shocked and disappointed? I'm evil. You should know better. You should know better than attempt to fake the face of the world. That was pathetic. You should know better. You should know better than attempt to fake the face of the world. There's a lot more with that. Yeah, fantastic day. Birds singing. Squirrels making lots of rotten little squirrels. Anyway, so we go back to... The bronze! The bronze again. Yes. Where Willow has brought Tara because Tara's never been to the bronze. Yeah, she's like, I can't believe you've never been here. The bronze is the coolest place in Sunnydale. Uh, Of course, there's not a lot of competition. I I think the vending machine at Bergen's came in second. (laughs) It's so nice to see Willow doing something with Tara that is not on campus or in their one of their dorms. Right. Or really, no, sorry, really just Tara's dorm. They never are in Willow's dorm. That's because Willow's still squirreling her away and hiding her like a dirty little secret. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. <laughs> Today on Beer with Buffy, We're we have a live studio audience. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> just kidding. We didn't restart the episode. We just opened more beer. But yeah, so... Tara meets Faith Buffy. This is an interesting scene. Uh, Willow decides to go ahead and introduce the old teabag to the Faith Buffy. Really? Uh, teabag? <laughs> Come tea ba- on, man. That's not a good no. nickname? That's for, a terrible for nickname. For Tara? What's wrong with teabag? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm about to get things thrown at me. Oh, God. We're never having a live studio audience again. This is awful. <laughs> It really backfires on your whole, I'm an inappropriate person. Immediate feedback, though. I like that. I'm highly inappropriate. Didn't you know that, live studio audience? Jeez. So, uh... Yeah, teabag's not good, Josh. (laughs) Just stick with her name as Tara. Fine. Also, Tara's less word. Like, teabag is two syllables. What about T-bone? No. Uh, T-rex? Now let's take no. it. Um, <laughs> Rex, weren't you complaining just the other day that your arms were too short to do something? And then you got mad when I said, row, row, row your... Oh. Which is a t-shirt that Fuck you... That you, you own. Yes, I own it because I. <laughs> it was a gift to me by my asshole brother, and I decided to just accept it. Fuck. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Uh, it's worth noting, one of our live studio audience <laughs> just mimed a T-Rex masturbating, and it was gold. Just think about it for a moment, and just pull your arms in real tight to your chest. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Tara, Faith, Buffy, and Willow uh, introduce each other and everything, and, and Faith... Buffy is very pleased that she's not met Tara yet. 
<laughs> yeah. She, she has to confirm that they've not met before, which luckily is less weird when you've actually not met someone before. Yeah. Then Willow's like, oh, I'll get people drinks. And she goes to the bar and there's this moment with Faith, well, Buffy, and Tara. But Faith, Buffy, weirdly, is just like... Uh, cool. That's very interesting. And goes and sits down in <laughs> right. a very faith-like manner, like swinging her legs around like she's... Leather pants and all, too. Yeah. Like like I said, Sarah Michelle Gellar does a great job at portraying faith. I think they both had each other side by side to watch as they read each other's lines. Probably, And then yeah. mimic each other. We get this moment with Faith, Buffy, and Tara, and... Faith is pretty fucking cruel to Tara here. Which we knew, but very much blindsiding Tara. Yeah. I felt so bad for Tara because she's like expecting to be, oh, this is Willow's most closest specialist person. I need to learn from you so that I can get in there. Oh, yeah. But no, Faith is like, oh, Willow's not driving stick anymore, huh? Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought? I guess you really don't know someone until you've been inside their skin. And Oz is out of the picture. Oh, never seen two people so much in love. She's just fucking with her at this point. Oh, yeah. Just couldn't get enough of old Oz. Poor Tara's uh, stutter comes back now. Uh, Willow comes back up and she's like, hey, look, a vampire. And Faith Buffy's like, yeah, good spot. Oh, right. I got to go kill it. I'm supposed to be Buffy. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. cool story, bro. <laughs> Shit. So she wanders over there like doobie doobie doo. Snaps a pool cue in half. Walks in there. This girl's being in a eat- back room, mind you, not in-, in front of the crowd. Yeah. This girl's already being eaten by this vampire. I'm like, damn, that escalated quickly. Yeah. I don't know why she bothers to spin him around and fight him a little bit first. Maybe just for funsies. Could have just stabbed him in the back, but whatever. Right. And uh, they only do that when the camera is on the other side of the vampire. Right. (laughs) So this girl is like, oh, my God, you saved my life. Thank you so much. No, really. And Faith is visibly uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. So she's accidentally experiencing a minutia of humanity here. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And it's just so uncomfortable by gratitude because she's not used to it. But I think... She liked it. Yeah, definitely liked it. And then she comes back into the bronze. I don't understand how that girl wasn't bleeding out horribly from the neck, but, you know, not important. Wasn't in the script. (laughs) So Faith comes back into the bronze and Willow's like, oh, is everything okay? Tara's not feeling well. I think I'm going to take her home. It's like, what are you going to do? And Faith Buffy's like, I don't know. Willow's like, are you going to go to Riley's? And she's like... Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Riley's. Oopsie doodles, way to fuck it up, Willow. Yeah, what are you even doing? <laughs> Cut to the random warehouse where dumb fuck number three nearly gets murdered by Buffy Faith by trying to sedate her with a normal syringe, and for some dumbass reason, not an elephant trank rifle. Right. They are very unprepared for their fucking job. Horribly. But kind of not unprepared as, like, she has the dude by the throat and she says to the leader, like, if you don't let me go, I'm going to kill him. And the leader's like, hey, we all signed up for this and knew that we were probably going to die, so fucking kill him. Yeah, they're prepared in the dumbest way possible. Right? (laughs) Like, we filled out our wills. We're good to go. It's like, this isn't the last crusade, assholes. Right? They like to think it is, though. But yeah, it doesn't work. 
obviously Buffy's not going to kill the dude. And the diary is in Berlin. It is. Indiana, what's the dog's name? <laughs> so. Oh, you haven't quoted Sean Connery in a while. Well, that's because I used them all up in one fucking episode. Blew your whole load. Which I think was one of the best titled episodes we've ever had. A Shashans. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind. Anyway, so they just leave this poor bastard to die with Buffy Faith. And as they're walking away, he gets ejected from the van. <laughs> right. And he's still alive. Then we cut over to Riley's room. Which, hey, important question. How the fuck did Faith know where Riley lived? I was wondering that myself. She couldn't have in any way, shape, or form been like, hey, Willow, where does Riley live? Without Willow going like, that's a weird thing to ask me, Buffy. Yeah, so <laughs> I was trying to explain this in my head, and I was like, well, maybe she just checked her cell phone. Oh, no. They don't have those yet. I mean, they might, but it's not been established that she does. I was also thinking, like, fucking phone books. Those existed then. Except she doesn't know Riley's phone number or his last name. Yeah. Also, he's a super secret fucking agent. Doubt he's he, listed. He's probably not And listed. lives in a frat house. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no logical way that Faith would know where the fuck Riley lives. Right. I know she saw him through the window last episode, but right. that doesn't... She didn't trail him home. She went exactly. straight to... Buffy's house after that or something. It is one monstrous plot hole, but, you know, it's in the script. Meh. I'm dating. I am having serious dating with a werewolf. And I'm studying witchcraft and, and killing vampires. It's like a drug. Cut to Tara's room. Yep. Where Tara expresses that she sensed something wrong with Buffy. And nail on the head. Like, this looks like it's not Buffy in Buffy's body. That's weird. Which is, it's funny that they gave her that call in this episode because she's never met Buffy. I was really expecting Willow to know, like, immediately. Well, I read it as uh, she re she could probably read auras or something like that. Yeah, they like, made it very believable the way she explained it. Yeah. Something about everybody has a type of energy and hers was fractured. I didn't write down the actual quote, but I thought it was fucking hilarious that Willow's like, was it hyena energy? Because <laughs> <laughs> hyena possessions are rough, let me tell you. <laughs> Something like that. But and Tara's not like, the fuck do you mean hyenas? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I think that's what Tara's line should have been. Yeah. What the fuck do you mean hyenas? She's smart enough to run with it. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold up this episode on hyenas, <laughs> goddammit. You explain yourself, Lucy. You got some splendid to do. Uh, but uh, also, nice uh, pull from season one. I love it when they re reference their own episodes like that. Right. Tara suggests a spell to see if they can find Buffy's spirit. La 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 la. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a dangerous spell and it requires perfect trust. And guess what? Willow trusts Tara. Oh, very much so. They did not. Unfortunately, break out into, I can show you the... Sh shut up, Josh. We don't want to get <laughs> Trademarked. sued. Don't want to get sued by Disney. Um, I just really hope they looked in the couch cushion first. 
before they went through all the trouble of casting a right. spell to find Buffy's soul. I mean, it's always in the weirdest places. Or the last place to check. I mean, by definition. I mean, yeah, who keeps looking after they found it? Like, well, I found my keys. I guess I should keep looking, so it's not the last place I checked. <laughs> oh, dad jokes. I got lots of them. Cut to Riley's, where Faith Buffy is attempting to seduce Riley and doing a very good job. Yeah, not to belabor the term here, but Faith is really trying to whore it up for Riley. Yeah. I, I can't think of a, a more accurate way to put it, because she's just like... Where do you want to put it? How how hard do you want it, baby? And like she's yeah. only ever done like Way over the top freaky shit for sex. That's what sex is to Faith. And he's not into that. No. He wants some good old fashioned, classic, wholesome, down home, outback, refried, natural, organic, cultured, right in your own backyard. <laughs> Home cooked southern, but actually midwestern comfort, motherfucking Cajun spiced, goddamn simple childhood fulfilling, nostalgic, just like your mama taught you, warm and fuzzy, right in your lower intestine intimacy. I think you might have went a little too far on that one. None of that decadent fucking <laughs> foolishness bullshit. Fuck that. <sighs> yeah, too far. A little bit. I don't think that was... I think... <laughs> I can keep going. We don't have that kind of time. Yeah, I know. Uh, cut to terrors where <laughs> they're doing a magic, and my, oh my, I never thought magic could be so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting a bit sweaty doing it. The spell, I mean. Oh, yeah, they're... They're just doing a spell. Oh my. <laughs> they're like moaning and everything. They're... This, they're they're getting that magic on. I gotta take my shirt off again. <laughs> oh my god! Can you uh, can you reenact it a little bit for me? Not a chance in I, hell. You said something about moaning. I need I need moaning. I don't think so, Josh. Give me the moaning, Rex. I don't think so, Josh. All right, I'm putting my shirt back on. You ruined Good. it. Please. This is. Can you put your shirt on faster? This is awful. <laughs> Why did you even invite me over? I thought we were gonna Netflix and chill, man. No. Good God. No. <sighs> You're the reason I don't even want to own a couch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I can take a hint after Good. you've beaten me over the head with it. Yes. <laughs> Cut to Riley's room. So Riley's on top of... Was, that, was it Faith's face when they first cut to this scene? I, I, I honest, thought it was at first. I honestly couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. I think it was just really creative lighting that made it, or maybe they were trying, they were doing like a superimposing thing where like it really did look like Faith for a moment. I honestly think because of the way they cut this straight from the spell that's supposed to be like scrying for, well, actually Faith rather than Buffy. And I think they saw a vision of Faith with Riley instead of Buffy with Riley. That probably means that Willow knows that Faith boned Riley. Yeah, probably. And I'm sure she's like, typical. Typical Faith. Right. <laughs> she fucking hates Faith. But Faith can't deal with love, and Riley's all about that love. And he's like, hey, I love you. And she's like, holy shit, get the fuck off me. Yeah, she just absolutely freaks out 
at the prospect of unadulterated intimacy or perhaps the thought that Buffy could possibly be deeper and more genuine than she gave her credit for. Yeah. And I think it's all of the above, honestly. And if Buffy's not the shallow, evil, joyless control freak that she makes her out to be, her foundation for being evil pretty much falls to pieces. Yeah. And I think that's what this whole fucking episode is all about. Yeah. Her realizing that she is really fucked in the head. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she starts to freak out and Riley fucking comforts her like he should and does effectively. It was mainly at the the I love you part because, yeah. yeah, that's off-putting, especially considering she's like never met this guy before. Right. She's like having a panic attack and she's like, who are you? What do you want from her? Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. She's like actually kind of being protective of Buffy at this point. Right. Because she just doesn't think that people can be in a relationship without exploiting one another for something. Well, and she's completely incapable of feeling that. So she probably thinks that everyone is incapable of feeling that. Actually, I don't think she's incapable of it. I think she's just so broken and huddling in the corner of her brain and just needs lots and lots of therapy to be able to comfortably get to that point some chocolate milk and a blanket and a hug yeah definitely a friendly hug yes a friend no (laughs) a very not not that creepy kind of hug a platonic hug not that creepy kind of don't make me take my shirt off again please god don't ever rex i need a hug uh no come give me a shirtless hug Mm -mm. it's gonna be amazing not happening come on bro anyway we cut to a layer where adam is (laughs) doing his preachy 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 Uh, this is my purpose i'm the bad guy look at me i'm gonna kill everything Blah, 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 blah. That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. He's rallying the troops. Uh, They all start to see him as some kind of a messiah or at the very least a strong leader. And that's it. Yeah. And we cut back to Riley's and it's the next morning. Faith Buffy steals one of Riley's shirts and has a meaningless argument with Forrest. Which plays out almost exactly as it would have if it had been Buffy. Nearly. (laughs) Yeah. Which is appropriate, because she's starting to empathize a lot with Buffy all of a sudden. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you guys are wet. Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Cold water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. And then from there, we go back to the warehouse, where we learn that the Watcher's wet men... (laughs) Giggity. <laughs> no, they're they're just murderers. Stop trying to turn it into something sexy. Why you got to take it to a sexy place, Rex? We all know you always take it to the sexy place first. Shirts off. See? Example A. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, they can't get passage, so I guess they may as well just kill her. Honestly, if you have a slayer who's fucking crazy, just kill her. Like, okay, look, look. I understand we live in a society and killing is bad and you shouldn't just kill people, but you have a superhero who is a bad guy and if you just kill her, you get a whole nother superhero. Why the fuck is their operation not kill her and maybe only if she seems like she could be redeemed should we extract her? Hmm, that is a good point. Well, maybe they haven't thought about it as much as we have, and they still think that only Buffy dying could trigger a new superhero. That's possible. 
So the G-Men, or the Council G-Men, commit classic blunder number 852. He sticks I, his... It's 854. Oh, who's keeping track? I am, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> it's the only thing you're keeping track of. It's fictional statistics. Because <laughs> dipshit number two sticks his gun inside the truck to shoot Buffy. Yeah. She steals it immediately with her feet, which is impressive. I have a... Honorable quote of the day. Oh. It is not a quote of the day, but it is an honorable quote of the day. In that one of the NPC dudes yells at the other one, Stop her, you ponce! <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Thank you for that. So within moments, uh, Buffy has uh, stolen his gun, removed her chains, and escaped in a goddamn armored vehicle. The best fucking part is she is in the driver's seat of the armored vehicle pulls the keys out to start it and she basically says to herself okay i'm good at this talking about driving because she's a terrible driver and she knows it and it's a hilarious in joke and then she escapes in an armored vehicle yes which is excellent the other random dude is firing his fucking gun at as it drives away it's an armored fucking vehicle why are you shooting bullets at it yeah it's armored enough to be able to get t-boned by a cop car yeah which a is cop car going at road speed yeah like not just going slow either which is impressive and so we cut to the airport real quick faith buffy is about to fuck off for good she's getting her boarding pass yep. Yep, just a quick scene there, and then back to Giles, where Buffy Faith confronts Giles. Giles is... Understandably skeptical? Very. Yeah. He's like, look, I, I know what you're going to say, and uh, I'm Buffy. All right, I didn't know what you were going to say, <laughs> but that doesn't make you any less crazy. <laughs> but then she starts rattling off things that Giles and her only know about. So Giles is like... Basically, uh, let me tie you up. That'll prove that you're Buffy. And she, she's like, ain't no time for that, Giles. He's like, I recognized you when you were a demon. He's like, oh, oh tell me about that. She's like, ah, because uh, Ethan Rain. Oh, when I had a psychic power, I heard my mom think that you were like a stevedore during sex. <laughs> Do you want me to continue? Actually, I beg you to stop. <laughs> What's a stevedore? <laughs> Remember her line back in that episode where that came about was she asked Giles what a stevedore was. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't think we ever covered exactly what a stevedore is. Uh, should we Google it? Yes. Googling. Oh, no. One oh, like of to... the audience members yes. has a suggestion. We will take a question. A stevedore is a dock worker. It's just someone who works on the docks. Oh. So. So a dirty sailor. Excellent. That. That's not sexy, is that it? Sounds about right. So our other <laughs> live studio audience member <laughs> has handed me his cell phone and it says, Google says, a person employed or a contractor engaged at a dock to load and unload cargo from ships. There we go. Very nice. We should always have fact checkers on hand. Yeah. I think this is a real step up for Beer with Buffy. <laughs> So Willow and Tara enter. Yeah, and of course, Willow already fucking knows everything that's going on. And Giles is like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and Buffy's like, it's not what it looks like. And she's like, no, you're, you're actually Buffy. Okay. Oh. I guess it's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Hmm. And so they've already conjured a home conjured Katra through a draconian Katra spell. 
Yes. Which will reverse the spell, but they have to get Faith back in order to do it or find her anyway. But then the phone rings and Xander says to Giles, hey, turn the TV on as there's a news show where some vampires have taken over a church. Yeah, something about parishioners. In broad daylight. Yeah. Hey, sewers. they're so smart. I know, right? Good call, jackasses. <laughs> you didn't think of that one, did you, Joss? We cut to the airport quick scene where Faith Buffy also sees the news story, so they're going to converge on the church. And then we cut to the church where the lead vampire has gotten monologuitis from Adam. Villain, villain, villain. Talking about, ooh, nice pretty windows and pillars, but where's your god now? I like how he's like, oh, why was I afraid of this place? You know, maybe you should have been afraid of this place, Mr. Vampire, because literally everything can hurt you because it's all shaped like crosses. (laughs) Where's God? He gave us this address. (laughs) We'll just have to kill you and maybe he'll show up. So fucking dumb. Yeah, surrounded by fucking crosses, which legitimately burn them and holy water. And you know, every single fucking person there in the church has a goddamn cross on them. And there's, well, maybe, there's probably a big vat of holy water somewhere. There's Bibles everywhere. I bet you there's fucking crosses on the cover of the Bibles. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, do Bibles alone, are they able to burn a vampire? I don't know. Eh. That's a good question. I'm pretty over it. (laughs) So. Cut to just outside the church. Riley shows up in a suit and tie. Yeah. He pulls the classic, this is my act of crime scene now, asshole. That sounds so fun. I want to do that someday. Right. Who's in charge here? I am, sir. Not anymore. <laughs> I don't think it would work out well for you. I Not mean, with that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam in Supernatural has about this long a hair. Except his is, you know... I mean, Keanu Reeves has about that long a hair, too. It's so more like, well. You know, I was so just having that conversation with my mom earlier today. Huh? Yeah. I'm just saying... You know you're not Keanu Reeves, Joshua. He's much prettier than you are. I mean, she's not wrong on that account. You're very handsome. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, anyway, it is hilarious seeing this trope when the guy is like early 20-something and it's a middle-aged cop. (laughs) Right. And then Riley's like maybe 25 tops. Right. So yeah, Faith Buffy shows up. And is acting a lot like Buffy, like for reals Buffy, all of a sudden. She's like, oh, how many are there in there? And he's like, three. And she's like, oh, I can kill three. And he's like, not alone. And excuse me? When can Buffy not kill three fucking vampires? It's too risky. Oh, my God. I'm going in, too. No, you're not. Wait she for like the just troops. She pokes him. Yeah. She pokes him in his wound. And he's like, ow. And she's like, fuck you. You're not going in. You're injured. Besides, it's only three vampires in broad fucking daylight. Oh, and apparently he's only there because he was late for church. I'm like, that's a stretch. I mean, he is a... a- a good home good, Iowa Good boy. little down-home, old-fashioned country <laughs> chicken-eating, I say, I say, boy. <laughs> Do you like baseball? <laughs> Let and, me show you how to play baseball, boy. And apple pie. Yeah. And mm, warm apple grandma's apple pie. Eh, 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 eh,
I want to talk about something kind of important here going on with with Faith. Because, like you said, she is acting a lot like Buffy. Uh Uh-huh. And this whole episode portrays something particularly interesting psychologically. Because there's a lot of belief that if a person who is troubled and dealt with trauma can see something else in the mirror, that their view on that trauma will change drastically. The whole idea being that you associate your past trauma with who you are. And if you were to see someone else in the mirror that is not you, then it's easier to cope with that past trauma. This is act- like there. there's actually a train of thought of this being why people who have dealt with a lot of trauma will do extreme changes in appearance. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, actually a fascinating insight into what's going on here psychologically. So, Faith, I thought it was great that we had this callback to the beginning where she's like making fun of Buffy in the mirror. And now she's like, I'm Buffy. I have to do this. And in full earnest, yeah, as she's saying it, still not fully believably, but a hell of a lot more believably than it was. And cut back to inside where stupid villain dude is yep. like... Blah, blah, blah. It's murder time. Faith is like, hey, I just came to party. I don't know if she actually said that or if I'm just paraphrasing now. He's like, yeah, good time to start. (laughs) Buffy Faith says, no, you're not going to kill these people. Yeah, why not? Because it's wrong. She said it. Says it with the perfect Buffy inflection. Yes. Who would have thunk that Sarah Michelle Gellar would be able to act just like Buffy when she needed to? Yeah, That's it's amazing cr- acting. Crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to outside again. Giles took the armored truck. And I just have to say, Giles, you really should just keep it and get rid of that car. <laughs> oh, the car's dead. Spike crashed it, remember? Oh, right. Yeah. I wish that they would keep continuity enough with this where they would have this armored car like show up in later episodes. I know, right? <laughs> that would be hilarious. It was probably fairly expensive for them to rent. I can imagine. I can imagine. They get out of the armored car and a police is like, you can't park that here. And Giles is like, no, we need to get inside. Damn because it. tiny, tiny babies. Damn it, man. We have to get inside, <laughs> Ara. And he's just buying time for Buffy Faith to sneak around. Our, uh, 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 families are in there. Our mothers and t- tiny, tiny babies. Yeah. <laughs> tiny, tiny babies. They're so tiny. <laughs> also, there are no babies in that church, Giles. Not a one. Seriously. Continuity, please. (laughs) Good God. It's like nobody was even thinking about it when they wrote the... Won't somebody think of the children? (laughs) In the continuity of the script. (laughs) Yes, it's time to listen. The good guys are always stalwart and true. The bad guys are easily distinguished by their pointy horns or black hats. We always defeat them and save the day. Anyway, we cut back to the church and cue the main vampire. Faith Buffy's like, oh, we're going to fight. And the main vampire's like, I have a better idea. Let's fight. Let's fight. Yeah. And so they fight. And for some reason, they fight, and this lead vampire decides, through this fight, to put a cloak over himself and run outside where the sunlight is. (laughs) Yeah, he's fighting Riley briefly, and Riley chucks him into the sunlight. 
Whatever. These vampires were dumb. They did not think their shit through at all. This was clearly just a bullshit transition for us to be outside again, where Buffy Faith runs up to Riley and she's like, oh, Riley. And he's like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, I need to get in there. And he's like, I'm not sure about that, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. Riley. So he's confused, but we cut back to inside where Faith Buffy is fighting the vampires and one of them gets dusted from behind and it's Buffy Faith. And so Faith Buffy and Buffy Faith start fighting each other. Yeah. It gets confusing. Reverse fight. (laughs) Good luck keeping track. Yeah. Here's the important part. Faith in Buffy's body starts winning the fight solely because Buffy's fighting Faith, but Faith is not fighting Buffy. Faith is fighting Faith. So Faith sees herself and goes all out on herself. You just blew my mind. All right, shirt's coming off. God damn it. Again with the shirt. Keep blowing my mind. Blow it. I'm not going to continue till you put your shirt back on. I said blow it. I'm not going to continue till you put your shirt back on. I'm leaving. Okay. Anyway, so Faith starts taking her anger out on herself. And then Buffy manages to to pull the... What was it fucking called again? Katra. Katra. Pulls the Katra out and they switch bodies. And then Faith... Faith is just wailing on Buffy, sitting yeah. on top of her like, You're disgusting! But she's talking to herself. Yeah. It's crazy. Kind of a, a big psychological break here for this character. Yeah, and a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then they switch bodies back. Yes, they do. Faith runs off. Buffy sits there looking very bewildered. All kinds of what the fuck. All kinds of what the fuck. Cut to Riley's room where we wrap up. And Riley... Riley admits to having sex with Faith Buffy. Yes, but he doesn't admit to having slept with Faith. Right, because he he didn't know who the that, fuck she was. That's fair. He he didn't fucking know. He had like, no way. Like, I can understand Buffy being upset about it, but Buffy doesn't really have a whole hell of a lot of right to be mad but at But she also Riley knows that she can't be mad at Riley, so she's got to bear that whole burden basically by herself, and that fucking sucks. It really does. Gerarg. Ger fucking arg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength, strength. Give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall walk Hold on. You've got something here. What's your quote of the day, Rex? Oh, that's kind of a hard one. There's a lot of really good fucking lines in here. I have to say, because it's the one that made me laugh the most, is I could ride you at a gallop. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And really that whole speech, but just the imagery of I could ride you at a gallop. I really like that line. That whole speech was amazing. Yeah. What's your quote of the day, Josh? All right. I'm going to give an honorable mention to another part of that speech. I could squeeze you until you popped like worn (laughs) champagne and you'd beg me to hurt you just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it's such a good line. I wonder how much this interaction was a catalyst for Spike becoming obsessed with Buffy. Well, they are the writers are backseat shipping these two so hard. Oh yeah. Right out of the gate. 
I think they decided as soon as they decided to bring Spike onto the show that those two were going to hook up yeah. at some damn point in the series. Honestly, I think it was just because when they put the two fucking actors on screen together and like these two, without playing a romantic role together, have such good fucking chemistry. They really do. But my real quote of the day here is going to be another part of a Buffy speech. She says, oh, oh, when I had psychic power, I heard my mom <laughs> think that you were like a stevedore during sex. Do you want me to continue? Actually, I beg you to stop. <laughs> What's yeah. a stevedore? Because, yeah, that was the other funniest part in yeah. the episode, in my opinion. There were a few, but that was up there. Absolutely. Yep. How'd you feel about the episode, Rex? Oh, it was really fucking good. I actually really want to look back at all the episodes that we've done and cross check with the ones that were specifically directed by Joss. Right. Just because... I bet every single one that was directed by Joss were like, oh my God, it's so good. Because, oh my God, it's so good. Well, Hush and The Freshman were the other two that we've already done this yeah. this season. But yeah, I would love to go back and look at seasons one through three and see what we missed. Yeah, we've done a lot of attributing things to Joss Whedon that he didn't necessarily direct or write. Right. But I'm sure he still played at least somewhat I mean, of a hand. He's the showrunner, so he's final say, obviously. Absolutely. But, so do you concur? For the most part, I mean, there were a few glaring plot holes that bothered the bejesus out of me. Like you said, storming the church in the daytime was fucking stupid. Riley showing up because he's religious and happens yeah. to go to that church all of a sudden. Bullshit. It's very rare, though, that the meat of an episode just makes me not give a shit about the plot holes of an episode. Because I tend to be a bit more nitpicky about that. Well, hold on to your man tits, because I wasn't finished. So, at first, it almost bugged me that Tara was the one to figure out that Buffy wasn't Buffy, but they made it made sense. And I appreciated the way they did that, even though I was fully expecting Willow to be the one to figure it out. I think Giles should have been slightly more slightly less skeptical because he did witness Faith's behavior as Buffy earlier right. than that. But the episode was definitely a fantastic step forward for uh, Willow and Tara. Absolutely, like hardly any Xander and Anya. I'm surprised they even stuck them in the episode, frankly. We got we got them for a couple of really good singer lines, and that was it. Kristen Sutherland was there for a minute, and then they were like, all right, that's a wrap there. <laughs> Our cast is too big. We can't afford this bullshit. <laughs> but that's okay, because the like you said, the meat of this episode, like I think the episode stands alone in greatness just because of how Sarah Michelle Gellar and Eliza Dushku were able to pull off acting like each other. Yeah. And I know you said at the beginning of the episode that you thought Sarah Michelle Gellar did a better job than Eliza Dushku, but I thought we saw some real chops come out of Eliza Dushku towards the end. I, okay, I don't think it's so much that Eliza Dushku wasn't good at acting the part as the scenes that she had available to her were very limited. The part where it really shined through was where she was talking to Giles and convincing him that she was Buffy and yeah. she nailed that one. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I'll have to agree. Definitely. Definitely nailed it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. Huge shout out to our live studio audience. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, review us on iTunes. That's the best way that you can help us. And thank you very much to those of you who have reviewed us. And for anybody that wants to help support us financially, we have merchandise available at store.beerwithbuffy.com. We have t-shirts, mugs, stickers, hoodies. You can also just donate to us directly at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. Help us keep the lights on, buy us some beer. It's very helpful. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail or a text at 269-743-0783. Big shout out and thank you to Benjamin Alexander and Reggie Page for all of our closing, opening, and transitional music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. All right, shirt's coming off again. God damn it! There, it's, it's off. Someone get the taser. <laughs> <laughs> done why are we watching this <laughs>